Father in heaven, we just want to thank you, Lord, for this time that you've given to us. Lord, you are a good God, and your mercy endures forever. Lord, another day in your presence, another day of Sabbath. Lord, you said, honor the Sabbath. For I am the God who makes you holy. Lord, this morning, even as we surrender ourselves, even as we heard the song, Father, in your house, there are many vessels. Some for honor, some for dishonor. But your word says, if any man cleanses himself of the latter, he will be made unto God a vessel of honor, ready for the master's use. And therefore this morning, O Lord, I pray through the washing of water by the word, that you would sanctify us, sanctify us, that you would set us apart, that you would cleanse our minds, all the lies that we may have received through this week, all the thoughts that we may have allowed into our minds, thoughts that are contrary to your word, thoughts of unbelief, thoughts that dishonored you. I pray, Lord, even as we receive your word by faith, that you would cleanse us, purge us and purify us, make us a little more clean, O oh Lord, than we were last week. And even as we receive your word by faith, Lord, your word says, you would pour out your spirit, and I pray that you would pour out your spirit on each one of us. You said, O oh Lord, how good and pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity, for it is anointing that is flowing from the head of the high priest Aaron onto his beard, onto the rest of his body. There the Lord has commanded blessing, even life forevermore. That's what your word says. And I pray, Lord, even as we receive your word, that you would anoint us, that you would bless us, that, Lord, that we would take part of your life, that you would impart your life to us, that you would impart faith to us. To that end, I pray that you would bless today's meditation. Speak to our hearts and prepare us even for your coming. We thank you, we praise you, we worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. We hear every Sunday one of the I mean, every meeting that we uh, come, come to and listen to the word, one of the main focuses is us how to strengthen our faith. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith has many aspects, many, many dimensions to it. And if you uh, read the entire account of uh, the, the heroes of faith in Hebrews chapter 11, every... Um, testimony that has been given of the old covenant saints, it is of, of the life of Christ, the overcoming power of the believer who is in Christ, who is walking by faith that is in God, faith not in himself but in the righteousness of God. And you will see different kinds of people, all varieties of people. And we learn from everybody. See, one of the things that you need to understand, even when we fail, even when we fail, um, Jesus said, 
Simon Peter said, you know what, even if everybody forsakes you, I will not. <laughs> and then immediately Jesus says, Simon, Simon, <laughs> Satan has asked me permission to sift you as wheat. And then he says, I have prayed for you. What? That your faith shall not fail you. And when you are restored, strengthen your brothers. So faith, see, ultimately it is faith that pleases God. No matter how much, I mean, it's not that we, are, we, we excuse a sinful lifestyle. No. It is faith that pleases God. It is the obedience that comes from faith that pleases God. Not any other obedience. Obedience doesn't please God. The obedience that comes from faith pleases God. The basis of our obedience is faith. Okay, Faith on the faithfulness of God. Faith that in my own strength, I cannot be obedient to God. No matter how much I try in my own strength, it is impossible for me to fulfill the righteous requirements of God. It is impossible. You know, I listen to conversations among children. Recently, a conversation came to my ear. I do not want to mention the name of the person. He or she is right here in in our midst. Okay. She was, he was saying, or he or she was saying, Mama, I do not like the fact that uh, the father is so happy about the prodigal son, but you never see the father being happy about the elder son. After all, the elder son is, he never sinned. He kept a pure life. I mean, he lived a pure life. I mean, this kind of a, this inclination of the father to the towards this prodigal is something which I cannot reconcile in my mind. I mean, I'm articulating the thoughts which of of the person who mentioned this. Okay, I'm, I'm shocked. <laughs> I said, "Why? See, we don't realize the holiness of God. We do not." Yesterday, Pastor was talking about the holiness of God. We we see the. Two people, I mean at least the one person who had a glimpse, the glimpse, a vision of the holiness of God when he enters into the temple and he look and by the time he was he was prophesying left, right and center and pronouncing woes on every <laughs> categories of people. And then he looks at the holiness of God and he says, Woe is me, I'm undone. See, so that's so that doesn't matter. What, where we stand, it is faith that pleases God. And we look at different kinds of people in the Bible. Every example, it says, all these scriptures have been given to us so that through the patience and the comfort that scriptures provide, we might have what? Yes? Hope. H-O-P-E. Okay. We might have hope when we look at the worst case scenario. (laughs) Okay. My goodness, there is hope. You see? The vilest offender who truly believes. Huh. No, no, no. That moment from Jesus. Okay? That moment from Jesus. A pardon receives. So we see different categories of people. And you know what? God looks, shows us different, different examples. And one of the reasons why he shows us most of the time, the worst case scenarios is that, you know what? You see that? I extended mercy to that kind of a person. If you repent and have that kind of a faith, how I treated this person, I will also treat you. That is the reason why we come to the ministry of the word of God. What else? Where else? 
We have completely abandoned ourselves upon the mercies of God. So this morning I want to look at one interesting character found in Hebrews chapter 11. This is verse 31. By faith, what is that? The harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe. The word did not believe also is rendered in other translations as with those who were disobedient. I told you, right? Believing and obedience go together. They're not mutually exclusive. So sometimes if you have, you might have obedience, but you may not, you may not have faith. So that, that kind of obedience is not acceptable to God. This is obedience which comes from faith. Okay. So with those who did not believe and she had received the spice with peace. And then she, two people are compared in another, in another epistle. You have one father of faith and one other character. Both of them are put together. Juxtaposition of two interesting Characters, let me show you another place where this person is mentioned with her title. James chapter 2. The scripture was fulfilled which says Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. You see then that man, that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. And then verse 25, look at what, what, what how does it start? Likewise. <laughs> now what is the comparison here? Was not Rahab the harlot? See, also justified by our works. Why? So, that is the reason why faith. Faith, what is? That is, we keep coming back to this verse, no? Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. For in Christ Jesus, what? Neither circumcision matters or uncircumcision matters. What, What matters is faith working itself through love. And in the NLT translation, it's very interesting. Look at what it says. For when we place our faith in Christ Jesus. Okay, look at that. When we place our faith in Christ Jesus, there is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What is important is faith. What? Expressing itself through love. And Jesus commends faith. He gets excited with faith. And two people, he's, he marveled at the faith and he marveled at unbelief. He marveled at the faith of Gentiles and he marveled at the unbelief of the so-called people of God. It's, a, it's incredible. He marveled and he says, you know what? He could not do many mighty miracles in their presence because of their unbelief and he marveled that these guys had unbelief. And on the other hand, the other kind of, I mean, people who were, whom you just wrote off and said, you know, these guys are unfit for anything. And he looks at them and he says, this, such a faith, such great faith, I have not seen, not in Israel. And he says, many will come from the east and the west and everybody will be sitting in the, on the table around, uh, around Abraham's table. But the people of the kingdom, people in the kingdom will be sent outside. And you will see this kind of a response. Look at what it says in Luke's Gospel chapter 4. How he, you know, puts the, you know, the knife and twists it, okay? Luke's Gospel chapter 4. This is interesting. Then he said, assuredly I say to you, no prophet is accepted except in his own country. I mean, in his own, he's accepted everywhere but in his own country. But I tell you truly, <clears throat> many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah. When the heaven was shut up three years and six months and there was a great famine throughout all the land. But no one, but to none of them was Elijah sent except to Zarephath in the region of Sidon to a woman who was a widow. Who is this widow? Gentile widow. 
And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elisha, the prophet. And none of them was cleansed except what? Naaman the Syrian. Who, who are these two people? Gentiles. And immediately you see the reaction. I mean, whenever people pick up stones, it's some, some things which you, you really need to stop and pause and think. Why did they pick up stones? Because they got mighty offended. How dare you compare us with those goyim? And what do they want to do? So all those in the synagogue, <laughs> when they heard these things, they were filled with anger. And they wanted to stone him and throw him down the cliff, etc. You see, all of us, one of the re- things that I've realized over a period of time in my walk as a believer with the Lord, God shows no partiality. There is no partiality with God. You see God, you will find Him. If you do not see God, you will not find Him. It's a very simple equation. And it is as simple as that. You seek Him, you will find Him if you seek Him with what? All of your heart. The problem is that many of us don't do that. There's so many bottlenecks. Look at what it says in Jeremiah chapter 9 about uncircumcision and circumcision. Jeremiah chapter 9, this is the chapter where it says, let down the rich man boast in his riches, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom, let not the strong man boast in his strength, but let him boast that he knows me, that I'm a God who loves what? Righteousness, judgment, and in this I delight. And then he goes on to say, look at what it says in Jeremiah chapter 9 and verse 25 onwards. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will punish all who are circumcised, with the uncircumcised. Kya baat hai? Hmm? Egypt, then Judah, <laughs> then Edom, the people of Amnon, Moab, and all who are in the farthest corners of corners who dwell in the wilderness, for all these nations are uncircumcised, and all the house of Israel are uncircumcised in their hearts. So that is the reason why neither circumcision matters, not neither nor uncircumcision matters. What matters is the expression of your faith. What is the expression of your faith? What is, what do you stand? Where do you stand? And look at what it says in Romans chapter 2, one of my favorite verses in the Bible. I look at it so many times. For, chapter 2 verse 25, for circumcision is indeed profitable if you keep the law. But if you are a breaker of the law, your circumcision has become what? Uncircumcision. And therefore, if an uncircumcised man keeps the righteous requirements of the law, now think about that. What is the righteous requirement of the law? Anybody? Hmm? Exactly. What is the righteous requirement of the law? If he loves the Lord. Love is the fulfillment of the law. If he loves the Lord. Like, like, like we've been hearing about David, no? The one man who loved God. He fulfills the righteous requirement of, requirement of the Lord. Will not his uncircumcision be counted as circumcision? <laughs> and then it goes on to say, and will he, will not the physically uncircumcised, if he fulfills the Lord, judge you? Even with your written code and circumcision are a transgressor of the Lord, for he is not a Jew who is one, what, outwardly? No circumcision, that which is outward in the flesh, but he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart. In the spirit, not in the letter, whose praise is not from men, but from God. Okay. Romans chapter 2, no? What is that? Righteous requirement of the Lord. Romans chapter 13 will say that. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Okay. Expression. 
of righteousness. My righteous shall live by faith. So, this, these are just preliminaries. But I just wanted to understand, what is this faith of this harlot? How did, what kind of a faith that she did she have? I mean, if every time you read this, you will find so many different things. I just want to look at that today, this morning, and hope this will encourage you. Look at what it says in Romans chapter, uh, Joshua chapter 2, and this is, uh, we'll just uh, look at a few verses in Joshua chapter 2, and we will make our comments even as we uh, move forward. Joshua chapter 2, <clears throat> this is where Rahab is introduced to us the first time in the Bible. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out two men from Acacia group to spy secretly, saying, go view the land, especially Jericho. Now look, this is again, at every, every time you read the Bible, it's a type, it's a pattern. <clears throat> Joshua is a type of Christ. The spies who are being sent out are disciples who have been sent into the mission field. And how are they sent? In twos. Where are they sent? To Jericho. What is Jericho? A type of the world. What does Jericho mean? Jericho means under the influence of the moon god. Or the influence on the powers of darkness. This is a type of the world. And what has happened? Joshua is a type of Christ. Two spies, what are they supposed to do? They go, they have to spy secretly. Very interesting details which have been given. The typology is over here. Mark's Gospel 6, this, this, this is what Jesus says. And he called the twelve to himself and began to send them what? Two by two. And gave them power over unclean spirits. So this is basically the sending of the disciples into the mission field. Okay? So you need, you need to understand, you might come to God in different, different ways, but ultimately it is through the message that is being preached you will be saved. It's, God has never changed that order. Very rarely he does that. Okay. So unless and until, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. But how can you hear unless you have a what? A preacher. How can you have a preacher unless she has been what? Sent. You see? That, that is important. And what does he say? You go and spy secretly. What does that mean? Spy secretly means, this is very important again. Matthew chapter 10. Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore be wise as serpents. And be what? Harmless or innocent as doves. Let not the world system touch you. But use your discretion and go and save the people who are supposed to be saved, whose names are already been written in the Lamb's book of life. So this is a pattern. This is a type of Joshua, a type of Jesus, the spice, a type of the ministers of the gospel. Where are they being sent? They are being sent to the world. Jericho, the type of the world, which is under the influence of the powers of darkness. And the Bible says Jericho was tightly shut in, shut in because of the children of Israel, none could go out, none could enter. That means this, this is a world which is like completely trying to insulate itself from the, from the, from the uh, influence of the gospel. Okay. I'm telling you, you preach anything, you teach anything, people will enjoy and you know, they will accept you. The moment you start talking about Christ, you will see the opposition. Okay. You talk about Christ, you talk about good works, you talk about uh, doing good things. Oh, they will say, fantastic. But when you talk about Christ, you will see that they are tightly shut in. So, type of Christ, where are they being sent? Sent into the world. And where did they come? 
So they went and came to the house of a harlot named Rahab. Now, where is Rahab? Rahab is in Canaan. What is Canaan? Canaan means a place where merchandise, it's a place of merchandise. What is she doing? She's a person who's selling herself for money. Who's been sold out, whatever she had in our power. She's using that willingly to earn money. And she's been, and one of the things that she has realized, it is not satisfying her at all. You need to understand, if you read the book of Ecclesiastes, no? uh, (laughs) Derek Prince calls him the spiritually, I mean, the Holy Spirit inspired backslider. The book of Ecclesiastes. Holy Spirit inspired backslider. And what does he say? What? Vanity, vanity, all is vanity. I tried everything under the sun. I tried even righteousness and holiness and I found out it doesn't satisfy me. It does not satisfy me. And this, there's a person there. I mean, I, you know what? God knows who are his. Okay. Not, nothing is an accident. Nothing is an accident. In my life, I look back in my life, I see the series of incidences that have happened in my life. <clears throat> Beginning from the university that God chose for me. Beginning from the university that God chose for me. Okay. In India, he shut down every other master's university and sent me to that university only. I was trying to go to different, different places. Delhi, Chennai, Kharagpur, etc., 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 Mumbai, all doors shut because no other IIT had such a powerful church at that time. And I met Shibu. Rather, I went and (laughs) fell into the arms of Shibu. (laughs) You see, everything that happens in your life, you'd see, you look back in your life, you will see the divine, what do you say, pokings of God, interventions of God in your life. And God knows. God knows. He looks at the entire Jericho and he looks at that one person who's searching and he says, you know what? I'm sick and tired of being this harlot. Selling my body. And I know this is not going to last for long. One day they'll just use and throw me. That's the time I'll be, I'll be out of business and what is going to happen to me and it's not satisfying me. I've not only destroyed myself, I've destroyed so many homes. I'm sick and tired of this life. And you know what? Good news comes in the form of two strangers. That is the reason why the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 2, be careful when you entertain strangers. In doing so, some have what? Entertain what? You know what the word angel means? Messenger. Stranger, you know what stranger means? Entertain strangers, the one single word in the Greek language which says phyloxenos, which means love the stranger. Don't have xenophobia. Okay. These are messengers of the gospel. These have come into the house. Now you, your entire salvation lies in how you are going to respond not only to the message, but also to the messenger of the gospel. The salvation of not just you, but your entire household. And there's one person there searching and saying, Lord, this life of defeat, of rejection, of trying to sell my body for for what, Lord? And I know one day, they're going to use me. 
and throw me. That's exactly what the world does. Okay. Somebody told me, you know, I was listening to somebody. If your resume reaches somebody, some office, and if your age is above 45, reject automatically. Actually, if you come to the kingdom of God, your actual career starts then. It starts at around 50, basically. Because it takes a lot of time to prepare you. <laughs> you see? But in the world, they need your talent, your your expertise, etc. If you, if you are not talented, if you cannot give to your company anything slowly, they will say, you know what? You're useless. Put him aside. Do something to get him out. So this person is like, Lord... What I, what is, where, where is, is there any hope for me? I titled today's teaching as, from the guttermost to the uttermost. The faith that takes you from the guttermost to the uttermost. I mean, this is an incredible journey of faith, my dear brothers. But how does one reach that point where you're experiencing this mercy of God? It all depends upon certain works of faith that she does. I told you, right? Obedience that comes from faith pleases God. Not just your obedience. Obedience that comes from faith pleases God. Let's read Joshua chapter 2 once again. So the king of Jericho sent to Rahab, Bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered your house, for they have come to search out all our country. So, who's the king of Jericho? Hmm, Satan himself. Who is he against? The messengers of God. Let me tell you something. There is a demonic agenda targeted specially against the messengers of God. And one of the, it is incumbent upon the body of Christ to pray and seek the face of God for those people who have been given the office of preaching the word. That is the reason why I will strike the shepherd and what will happen to the sheep? They will scatter. So what is incumbent upon all of us? To pray and seek the well-being of those people who are being given the charge of teaching and preaching the word of God. Otherwise, you cannot become complete. You will be tossed by every wind of doctrine. There is no completion in our life. There is no perfection in our life. How we reach the perfection of our faiths? How do we reach the perfection of the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ? You know why? Through the fivefold anointings, the fivefold giftings, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. And these fivefold giftings are paramount. It is because through the preaching of the word, people get saved. It is through the foolishness of preaching, people become children of God. God has chosen the process. It is not lecturing. It is not discussing. It is preaching. It is proclaiming the truth. Okay. Somebody was, I was talking to somebody, yeah, I think I was talking to Brother Wesley the other day. She, he said, every time you talk to the, when you have an encounter with the principalities and powers of darkness, it is a truth encounter. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. You see? You need to understand. So there is something which, there's a demonic agenda. And what does it do? What is his agenda? To somehow discredit and destroy the message, if not the messenger. If they can get their hands on the messenger. You know, there was one great man of God 
in Ramagundam. His name is Pastor Suresh. One of the stalwarts of the IPC movement in Telangana. You know, when he was, he was, he passed away when he was very, very young, about maybe around 60 years old. And people in the, who were praying for him, he was just before he was passing away, people, I mean, he was in the hospital. All the pastors who were being mentored by him, they came together and they started praying and praying and praying. And then one of the pastors said, you know what, Pastor, Lord, please, Lord, spare this man. Because to prepare another man like this, another man which is going to impact so many lives, is not going to be easy. Lord, somehow, Lord, protect him, preserve him, save his life. I mean, I was touched by that prayer. Because you know what? You can, you can create prophets of Baal. 450 slaughtered, 450 slaughtered. You can slaughter all the prophets of Baal, but within time, they will, within no time, they will come back again. But to make one Elijah? One Elijah? Oh, what is the process? Zarephath, oh, Chiriath, Carmel, Horeb, Jordan, I, my goodness, so many places he has to go through. So many purgings and cleansings and testings and removings of the flesh so that one man of God is totally surrendered to the purposes of God and for the glory of God. And he has no other selfish ambition at all in his life. It is not easy to prepare one man of God. And therefore it is incumbent upon the church to preserve those people who have been ordained in our lives to preach the word and to speak the truth into our lives. It is absolutely incumbent. And we will be held accountable for the prayers that we have done for our pastors who taught us the word. Because, I mean, the other day when we were... Why, why, why do we celebrate pastors' birthday? Anybody told, I mean, why are, what is this? What is this? You know why? Because it says in First Timothy chapter 5, verse 17, those who are the elders and those who labor in the doctrine and the preaching of the word should be counted for what? Double honor. Double honor. So it is incumbent. Okay, understand this. Understand this. Our salvation is intricately connected to the messengers as well. Understand that. Okay? Joshua 2. Let's move on. Now before they lay down, she came up to them on the roof and said to them, I know the Lord has given you the land. That the terror of you has fallen on us and that all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you. What is this faith? What is this faith that takes you from the guttermost to the uttermost? The first aspect of this faith. First aspect, respect and preserving the people who preach into your lives. Second, the fear of God that trumps the fear of man. The faith that trumps the fear of man. What What is that faith? The faith that produces the fear of God. She said, look, she looks at, looks at her and says, you know what? I know you're God. Baba. That is the reason why. You know what John, John the Baptist says? Oh, you brood of vipers. Ah, complete the statement. Hey. Yeah, thank you, Samir. Samir is on the dot. Who has warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Oh, you brood of vipers. Who has warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth fruit, meat of repentance. Did he change the message for the Pharisees? No. Pharisees, he taught the same message. And for the normal crowd, brood of vipers. Brood of vipers. Normal crowd were cut to their heart and said, Father, I mean, sorry, but preacher, what shall we do? Pharisees said, who are you? Who sent you? Can you give me your credentials? Can you give me your ordination papers? I'll tell you my ordination papers. 30 years in the wilderness. Hidden. 
by God. Eating locusts and wild honey. Cutting my flesh. Ex- oh, what is it? Practicing a lifestyle of fasting and prayer. Humbling myself before God. Being purged by the wilderness. What are you eating? Locusts and? I know why. You read the book of Leviticus. There is only one insect which is on the four legs which you can eat. Which is clean. You know what it is? Locust. I, I believe that God made that provision for John the Baptist. Nobody else. How many of you, when you look at locusts, oh, how many of you say that? Nobody says, no? You fried locusts, no. We need all the animals on the table. The International Geographic Channel was on Solomon's table. Except the lion, etc. Lion was on the throne, basically. He had lions, apparently. He made lion throne. Hmm? <laughs> 13 years he built his temple. 7 years he built God's temple. That was not his plan, by the way. He only executed the plan. Execution, how many, how many of you pay for the mason? How much you pay for the architect? Who's more important? Architect is important. So what is the first thing? This is the faith which trumps the fear of man because it produces in you the fear of God. Look at what it says. Let me tell you something. Fear of man is will, will hamstring your faith which will actually cause unbelief. Look at what it says in uh, John's Gospel chapter 12. This is John's Gospel chapter 12. Verse 42. Nevertheless, even among the rulers, many believed in him. Think, think about this. You see, this is all emotional conversion. Even the beliefs, demons believe and they, oh, by the way, they tremble, they have emotions. So demons have emotions, they tremble. Okay. They also know because Peter, and, so Paul I know, Jesus I know, but who are you? We know, thou art the, they know. Okay. I will go back to my house. They have a will. They have, they have knowledge. <laughs> they have emotions. They have will and they tremble. So the demons also believed and Pharisees also believed. Look at what it says. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess. Who? Jesus. Lest they should be put out of the synagogue. Synagogue means their company, their pure group. The pure group. Nowadays you have pure group for everything. Now very, very soon there will be peer group of teenagers with their own WhatsApp group. And they're forwards. Discussing gossip. Now let me tell you, young people. You go to college. The pressure will be upon you to conform. And then you will say, Sir, Lord, I'm trying to lead a a godly life. That fellow is getting GRE top rank. This fellow is getting top university. This fellow is getting top scholarship. What is happening to me? God will not come and say, Vijay, no problem. Okay, you know, it happens. No, no, you know, you know what he says? He, he told Jeremiah, hey, Jeremiah, you should not be influenced by them, but you should influence them. What happened to your influence? I ordained you a prophet to root down, to pluck down, to build and to plant. What are you doing? What has happened to your testimony? Do, does your stand challenge the people? You'll have 
a peer group. Daniel took a stand. You know why? Why Daniel, the entire book of Daniel is pivoted on one verse. What is that? Daniel purposed in his heart that he will not defile himself with the food that comes from the king's table. That's it. Period. That's it. Revelations, all the other things started later. You take a stand for God. You will have pressure when you go into the into the colleges. So all my children they are all protected now, you know. GTLC they'll say, oh, my Papa, I want to study and this and that, okay, really? <laughs> I'll send you to college one day and you'll see what is gonna go. What, I'll, then I will see what what happened to your faith. You can make all these claims now, you know, like Peter, even if everybody forsakes. <laughs> the proof of the pudding will be then. But of course, now the problem is the schools are also compromised, the home is also compromised. So, as it is in the world, so is also in the in the home. So, what's the big deal? They will say, you know, might as well, you know, like Derek Finn says, no. Uh, every time we, I used to pray, pardon us, miserable sinners. And then I said, you know what? I can sin by not going to church and never feel so miserable. Okay. The problem is people in the world are okay. They are, they are, they are not miserable, but people in the church. If they go into the world, they are neither happy in the church nor happy in the world. What are they? Miserable. So, look at what it says. Lest they be put out of the synagogue for they loved the praise of men more than the praise. What will they think? What will they think? What is your caste? What is your? Outcast. That is my caste. OC. No, that's what you write now in your in your in your in your application form. OC outcast. This, this, this pressures when you go to university. Oh Vijay, what uh, you're Christian? A reservation. I was so angry, I said. Reservation? Reservation. And I said certain things which I'm not supposed to say now. <laughs> reservation. It's a nice Telugu joke, but you know, <laughs> subtitles. <laughs> Look at this. See, this is this is incredible. Okay, the fear of man and the the the, the hunger for the approval of men b- blinds you, blinds you to an incredible miracle that has happened in your own life and in your own family. You are not able to see. You are not able to see the hand of God. You know why? The approval of men trumps even the greatest miracle. That is the reason why when a lot of people saw signs, wonders and miracles, they said, you know what? We believe you are the Messiah. Jesus on his part did not entrust himself to them. You know why? Because he knew what was in man. He knew. Look at one example. John's Gospel chapter 9. But the Jews did not believe concerning him. That he had been blind and received his sight. The most incredible miracle a person who is born blind can see now. The problem is, he did did it on the Sabbath day just to do chugli. Okay. Until they called the parents of him who had received his sight. And they asked them saying, is this your son? Who you, who, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? Please can you explain? Look at how the fear of man trumps 
the fear of God. Look at what, what they say. Look at what they say. His parents said, look, ma, no hands. No? His parents answered them and said, we know that this is our son. Okay? That he was born blind. But by what means he now sees, uh, sorry, um, that is open to discussion. You ask him. He's of age. Why are you asking us? Why are you making us responsible? You know why we want to stay in the synagogue. You see how people with, with, with name and fame, how they come in the middle of the night, in the darkness of the night. Sanhedrin Nicodemus, he came in the darkness of the night so that nobody can see him. He's going to meet a rabbi, so-called, with a, with a questionable reputation. That is the reason why Jesus says, you know what? If you deny me, I will deny you. How are you proud of Jesus? How many of you are really proud of Jesus? What he has done in your life? I know, I like what uh, Zach Munan says. Sare jahan se achha, CFC hamara. I said, thank you. Okay. Expi- what is, it, what is it called? Induction, mathematical induction. <laughs> okay. You said it. <laughs> I'm also sending. Sare jahan se acha, GTC hamara. You can also say, I can also. I mean, I have to speak. I should see. The problem is, if you are not proud of the things that you're doing for God, why are you doing? Like today, Pastor was telling, no? Oh, he sent a forward by Francis Schaeffer. How many of you read it? I mean, interesting, no? It's our privilege that he uses us. And you're not even proud of it. But by what means he now sees, we do not know. Like, why? Look at what it says. His parents said these things because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had agreed already that if any man confessed that he is Jesus, Jesus was the Christ, he would be put out of the synagogue. Look at how the fear of man trumps and you are blinded to a miracle that has happened in your own life. People receive their miracles. They come to Jesus, they come to the church, they receive their miracles. But who healed you? Who touched you? They don't want to confess. Lest they be put out of their own synagogues. What synagogue is that? It's not a synagogue of God. It's a synagogue of Satan if you're not able to confess Jesus. Who touched you? Another example. Jeremiah chapter 38. Jeremiah chapter 38. This is King Zedekiah, okay? Then King Zedekiah sent for Jeremiah the prophet and had him brought to the third entrance to the temple of the Lord. <laughs> secret, secret, secret meeting with the prophet. Okay. I am going to ask you something. Please. Okay. The king said to Jeremiah, do not hide anything from me. No, Jeremiah is like, you know, by this time he is like frustrated. These people, they don't, I mean, he's all by himself, okay. I mean, you should feel for Jeremiah, really. He didn't have uh, people in, in, in his congregation except Baruch. Baruch also was like, <laughs> he looked at Baruch and said, you know, you're a faithful scribe, but one thing, Baruch, 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 do not expect great things for yourself. Don't seek great things for yourself, Baruch. Don't. That guy said, okay, sir. Started writing his prophecies. Only Baruch and Jeremiah. That's it. Nobody else. Nobody else. Even those people who stayed back, who did not go into captivity, they came to Jeremiah and said, Jeremiah, can you tell us what to do? We will do whatever you say. Should we go to Egypt? They already made up their mind to go to Egypt. 
these people who already have experienced this uh, what do you say this judgment of god but then they still don't go to you know this is this is saying in telugu chinta chachina pulupu chavaladu meaning meaning even if you kill a tamarind that taste will be same taste i mean i cannot explain that in you know you should know know the language no that's what i told you know habit means what you take a h what do you what do you have a bit you take a the take of the cut of the a you have bit you take of the b you have it that's how it is it sticks to you two different kinds of ways of cleaning a car one way is to take the paint of the car the other is to take the rust out of the car which is which is difficult sticks like rust hmm? i'm going to ask you something the king said to him do not hide anything from me <laughs> next verse jeremiah said to zedekiah if you if i give you an answer will you will you not kill me <laughs> already this you, i i proved you and you are unfaithful <laughs> you will kill me <laughs> will you not kill me even if i did give you counsel you would not listen to me what's the whole point baba what's the whole point but think about it now I mean, in in hindsight in hindsight see all the time we always look back in in time okay in hindsight who was a fool zedekiah was a fool who was a smart guy jeremiah was a smart guy who were believed in the words of the prophet jeremiah was a smart guy and all the time you know what we are always people in our generation we will not listen to the voice of the prophet and then we'll go are i should have listened to that prophet then maybe our generation will say are they should have listened to these people another generation will say what's the whole point baba what's the whole point in telling you the truth look at what it says but zedekiah swore this oath secretly to, to jeremiah you see how this guy does not want to confess his alliance with the prophet as surely as the lord lives who has given us breath i will neither kill you nor hand you over to the house to those who want to kill you then you know goes on to say then jeremiah said to zedekiah this is what the lord god almighty the god of israel says if you surrender to the officers of the king of babylon your life will be spared and this city will not be burned down you and your families will live but if you will not surrender to the officers of the king of babylon what will happen to you this city will be given into the hands of the babylonians and they will burn it down and you yourself will not escape from them king zedekiah said to jeremiah i am what afraid of the jews I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, you do not realize how much the fear of man is in our hearts. How much it is the prejudices that we have. How much we live for the opinions of men. How much we desire people to approve us. You know, we we'll pray the prayer of fifty-four seventeen Isaiah. What is that? Every lying tongue that is going to raise against you in judgment. we shall condemn for this is the heritage of the servants of the lord and the very next word will say in in the in the nasb translation it says and our vindication comes from you who should vindicate you god look at the temptation that jesus had to be on the, had to face on the cross okay he's dying if you are the son of god you know what the bible says when he was reviled he did not threaten but continued to entrust himself what to the one who's going to judge righteously to the vindication of the holy spirit after 3 days in the grave he took the risk of being called a sinner or being called the cursed of god 
Yes, indeed, he was a curse of God, but he was not cursed, but he became a curse for us. There's a lot of difference, but who's going to believe that? That is the reason why the, the Bible started in Isaiah chapter 53. Lord, who has what? Believed our report. Hmm? I'm afraid of the Jews who have gone over to the Babylonians. For the Babylonians, Babylonians may hand me over to them and they will mistreat me. What? <laughs> mistreat me. Scared. See? The decisions have to be taken now. And God is going to test you in little, little things. Whether you will remain faithful to God in those little, little tests and pressures that God allows into your life. How are you going to respond to them? How are you going to respond to lack? How, how are you going to respond to sickness? How are you going to respond to problems in relationships in your home? How are you going to respond to misunderstandings in a family? How are you going to respond? The temptation to vindicate yourself. Joseph comes to my mind. You know what he said? Lord, I am innocent. Vindicate yourself. Vindicate your servant. 13 years. But one day God vindicated his servant. Let me tell you something. God will vindicate his servants. Because his vindication comes from him. Look at what it says in Jeremiah chapter 38. They will not hand you over, Jeremiah replied. Obey the Lord by doing what I tell you. Then it will be well with you and your life will be spared. Spare. You know what he says next time? I didn't put that verse. He says, if you tell what you told me, I will kill you. Shh. That is the reason why Proverbs chapter 29 verse 25. What does it say? The fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. The first thing they have learned, it is better to fear God than man. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 27. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. What is it? The fear of God is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. And when you fear God, in all the people in Jericho, there was one lady who was an harlot where you expect the least fear of God. She feared God. And God visited her with the gospel. God is not a respecter of persons. Acts chapter 10. Look at what it says in Acts chapter 10. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment, a devout man, and the one who feared God with all his household. Similarly, Rahab feared God and all her household will be were saved. How many of you want your household to be saved? Lift up both hands. Okay. Both hands. Okay, good. If you want your household to be saved, one of the prerequisites you have to say, Lord, Lord, I want to live with the fear of God. The fear of God. Look at the subtlety of a person who does not have the fear of God. You want to see? 
Okay, it's a very interesting psalm. These verses actually, you, you, these get, these verses get, get accentuated when you read a particular verse in different translations. Telugu translation, it goes, it drives you crazy only. But I'm because you are not Telugu people, I will give you Psalm 36. Hmm? In verse <coughs> verses one and two in the NIV translation, look at what it says in the NIV translation. A person who does not have the fear of God before his eyes. Look at what it says. Verses one and two. Consider carefully. Okay, Psalm 36, verses one and two. I have a message from God in my heart concerning the sinfulness of the wicked. Who are these wicked? Is defining. Definition. Why? How do I know this definition? There is a colon. Okay? When you do mathematics now, you know this is colon. No? Definition. Who is the wicked? The person who does not have the fear of God. Where? Before their eyes. No fear of God at all. No. Look at what it says. In their own eyes, <laughs> in their own eyes, they flatter themselves too much to detect or hate their sin. Put that in your spiritual pipes and smoke it. Read it again. The wicked, what do they do? They flatter themselves too much to detect or hate their sin. Now think about it. No? To detect your sin is one, one level. To hate your sin is a different level. And who, is, what is the, who, uh, who, who are the primary candidates for deliverance? Deliverance for is, the, is for the desperate, DD. There's one, one, and what is, what happens? This guy, he actually flatters himself. He thinks, you know what? It doesn't matter. There's no fear of God. What does he do? He flatters himself too much to detect his sin or even to hate it. Actually, the word is iniquity. What is iniquity? Iniquity is always judging by the wrong standards. I'll tell you what iniquity is. One standard for you and one standard for another. That is iniquity. Inequity. Where is, where is it found? It is found. First started with Satan. Inequity. One standard for you, the other standard for the other brother. You're, you judge yourself very lightly, <laughs> but on the other person, you put stones only. He flatters himself too much to detect or hate his sin. I'm, let, let me ask, us, ask ourselves this question. How many of us genuinely hate our sin? We talk about besetting sin. You know, very people, some, the only one person I'm seeing okay, in the entire congregation, and that too reluctant, I don't know, I really hate my sin. Really, honestly, ask yourself, I hate this thing about me. I hate the way I think. I hate the way I'm ungrateful. I hate the way I allow dirty thoughts into my mind. I hate the way I disrespect my parents. I hate the way I dishonor. The eldership. I hate the way I come late. I hate the way I'm disorderly. I hate the way I live. How many of us really relate? We flatter ourselves too much, my dear brothers, to even detect or hate. The problem is, you will have a solution to the problem only when you detect your sin. If you do not have detection, how is there a solution? If there's no diagnosis, how can you have a cure? But the problem is, in your heart, because you don't have the fear of fear of God, you do not have the fear of God, what do you do? You flatter yourself too much to hate your sin or to even detect your sin. I mean, think about it, no? Once you know that you have a sickness in your body, do you love it? Oh, let it be there. I love it. You want that fellow to get out of your system. You will thank Vijay Diagnostic. And the, first, the doctor who recommended Vijay Diagnostic, what do you have? A medically diagnosed inequality. I like inequalities, no? 
sugar level less than equal to greater than equal to <laughs> sometimes greater than equal to inequality less than equal to change safe zone equal to borderline think about it because they don't have the fear of god so rehab at the fear of god and she looked at her life and she said i hate this life how long will i be selling my body and making a living how long i hate this life i hate this sin think about that my brothers and sisters you can never get rid of a, a habit unless and until you hate it don't be like pharaoh when do you want the frogs to frogs to go tomorrow how many of you will look at a frog when these people are doing uh, dissection and trisection of the frog i'm saying thank god i did not get into mbbs this dissection trisection will not work with me they'll cut it they'll put it in the solution and they do all that jugad mere se nahi hota okay okay all animals and me we have a very nice truce okay you don't disturb me i don't disturb you even a pigeon pigeon can't stand them i call that guy and say please can you get rid of the pigeon pigeon sir yes please pigeon please animals and me <laughs> one arm distance okay actually several kilometers distance hmm? there is no fear of god when you don't hate your sin when you don't detect your own sin you know what the reason why you are not able to detect your own sin you know why because you do not have the fear of god Have the fear of God. Oh, my dear brothers and sisters, you know what? Let there be a generation of young people who say, "Lord, fill me with the fear of God. Fill me with the fear of God. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I will not sin against you. That I will fear your judgments." Second thing. rehab did the faith of a harlot which took her from the guttermost to the uttermost she was willing to suffer with the people of god than be judged by god in the world she was willing are you willing what if you are found out that you gave asylum to the people of god what if you find out i rather die with the people of god rather die putting my hand with the church than to compromise and to rule and to betray the blood bought saints of god do we have those convictions that is the reason why you know what uriah an uncircumcised fellow comes to david and he says sir the ark of the covenant my god joab everybody is in the tents and you are asking me to go and sleep when they are risking my life for my safety I would rather die with them rather than compromise and stay and be judged with the world and be safe. I think it was some CEO of a company. The greatest risk in your life is to not to take any risk. Fantastic life. Oh, I'll not do. I'll not do this. I'll not do this. <laughs> you will never grow. I'll tell you something now. in research also i've seen it you know who are the people who actually succeed in research those people who say you know what vijay this idea will work you know 
me, I'm not like that. If it doesn't work, this will not happen, that will not happen. So many 150 doubts I'll have. One guy will be there, a younger person, he'll come to the lab and he says, this will work. I have an intuition. We'll go with the intuition. It'll work. Dekh. Work karega dekh. And you know what? Nine out of ten, ten times it'll work. But if it failed, at least you tried. But here you'll never fail. 11.25 Hebrews. 11.25 Hebrews. Choosing rather to suffer, to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. <laughs> Jericho, your days are numbered. World's days are numbered, my dear brothers. The walls are about to fall. The wrath of God is being poured out against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in their unrighteousness. Matthew chapter 10 verse 28. Look at what it says. And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. <laughs> Who is he saying this to? The disciples who are sent into the mission field. <laughs> what will happen? What will happen? What will happen? Will they persecute me? Will they put me in prison? Huh. Okay, let me tell you the equation. I will not promise that they will not persecute you. In, in fact, in this world you will have tribulation for sure. But be of good cheer for I have overcome. Blessed are you. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad when you suffer for my name's sake. Rejoice. Great is your reward in heaven. Do not fear. I would choose rather to hold on to the people of God than to betray the blood-bought saints of God. Let me have those convictions. I ask my God every day. What about you? What about you? You have to make these choices now, my dear brothers and sisters. Not then. Third, you receive the messengers and the message of God. Receive. Look at what it says in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 31. It's very interesting. By faith the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had what? Received. The word for receive is fantastic. You know where else it occurs? <clears throat> Look at what it says in Matthew chapter 10. Receive the spice in peace, with peace. Look at what it says in Matthew chapter 10 verse 11 onwards. <clears throat> now whatever city or town you enter, inquire who in it is is worthy. worthy. Now, who is found worthy in the entire place called Jericho? One person, Rehab the harlot. The least expected place. Where, Lord, where, Lord, where are you going to lead? Uh, to that inn, to the brothel. Oh, brothel? Yeah, there is one person who is worthy. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Coordinates, compared, GPS, ah, it's locked. On the city wall, in the inn called the brothel of Jericho. Or whatever the name. Hotel California, I don't know. there. Worthy. Inquire. And when you go into the house, what should you do? Greet it means what? Preach the gospel. Don't say, what does it mean? What is greeting there? Those days, how do, you, how do, you, how do they greet themselves, the Jewish people? Shalom. <laughs> means peace be to you. Not like, uh, assalamu alaikum, peace be upon him, etc. No. Sorry, my dear brothers, from the, uh, from the other Abrahamic race. But, uh, uh, but see, peace. They, they are all copied, by the way. What do they say? Salama alaikum. Which is, again, again uh, Arabic, Arabized version of uh, shalom. Okay? Salam. India. Okay. Namaskar is Hindi. Okay? 
And when you hold greet, it means say peace. Glad tidings of peace I bring to you. What is that? Gospel of peace. That is how you greet. <clears throat> if the household is worthy, let your peace come upon it. Kya baat hai? <laughs> that means there will be peace, peace. Both of there will be peace among both of you. They will receive your word. That is the reason why uh, Paul says, when we came to you, when we brought, brought the word of God to you, you did not what receive it. You see, remember the word receive, receive it as the words of man, but as it was in the truth, the very word of God, which effectively works in those who believe. Greet it. If the household is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. I'm telling you something, no? This is, a, I believe, a spiritual transaction takes place every time. When, when you preach the word, you will know when a congregation or certain people in the congregation who are sons of peace. And when you see, I mean, you, it's, it's, it's a spiritual transaction that is going on. You know, you know, like Jesus says, you know, when he is walking and then suddenly one girl, one lady with an issue of blood touches, he says, virtue has flown, flown through me. What has happened? Woman of peace. There's faith over there. There's seeking over there. There's hunger over there. There's hunger and thirst, not for healing, not for promotion, not for money, not for deliverance, not for uh, anything, but for what? Righteousness. Righteousness. There's hunger and thirst for righteousness over there. And that person is seeking for righteousness. He's seeking to live a right, right life before God. And he says, Lord, give me something today. Encourage me, empower me, so that I can receive your righteousness. You know what happens? Peace goes. Because what? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That is the kingdom of God. How many of you want to live a right life before God? Even in your thoughts. I'm challenging you, young people. How many of you guard your mind from not receiving anything? If, that's what he says, guard your minds. Think on those things which are noble, which are peaceable, etc., etc., etc. Which bring for peace, which bring for perfection, which bring, for com- which bring, bring forth completion in your life, which bring wholeness in your mind and therefore in your body. Let your peace, otherwise let your peace return to you. And you, should, you know what you should do? Ultimately, you should go to the end of the town and dust your feet. Look at what it says. And who, when whoever will not receive you, nor what? Look at this, look at this. Ah, a lot of people receive you. They will not receive your words. <laughs> you they love. I don't have any problem with you. But your word. You know what? A man of God is nothing apart from the word. What is he apart from the word? The very son of God when he came, it says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And he is called the word of God. Understand? And whoever will not receive you or hear your words when you depart from the house or a city, shake off the dust. In other words, what does that signify? All the thoughts that they may have given you. Are this gospel, this thing, that thing, they will say, no, hey, this doesn't work. They will put doubt and unbelief and they will try to convert you. You know what you should do? 
sorry out you know what it says paul went to athens and after he gave this entire discourse and he talked about righteousness judgment repentance etc and the resurrection of the dead and the moment they heard about the resurrection of the dead some everybody started saying hey they started mocking some said we will hear about it later some clung to him and believed you know what paul did after they made that statement he made a full stop and he got out of the place out i am not going to stay one more second in a place of unbelief or doubt tell yourself this this thing today say lord let me not stay one more second in the place of unbelief how many of you are there now you know in telugu it's very interesting kurucha buddhi you shot in the hand of god looks gospel chapter 19 another person in jericho a son who is worthy a worthy son of jericho a worthy son of jericho my brothers and sisters these are the people who were the who were the rejects of society looks gospel chapter 19 when jesus came to the place he looked up and saw him and said to him zacchaeus <laughs> make haste where was this in jericho and come down for today i must stay in your house so he made haste came down and received him how joyfully how do you receive the word oh lord another two one and a half hour of torture torture again please spare us how do you come to the word think about it mm-hmm. but when they saw it they all complained papa he is seeing all of jericho the son of god and he says you know what there is only one worthy son in jericho and there is one one worthy son outside jericho what is his name blind bartimeus in jericho one worthy son another worthy son outside jericho what do you call him bartimeus son of timeus what is timeus mean unclean so what is he unclean unclean where is he outside that is what jericho does the rejects of jericho are the accepts of god kya baat hai you can put that statement okay in your dp maybe i don't know <laughs> the rejects of jericho are the accepts of god and he received him but when they saw it they all complained they received the messengers and the message how do you respond that is the reason why when whenever david went to bethany he went to the house of martha because they received him every time gladly and one person in that house always received him gladly who's that person maria you know something you know what the word maria means maria comes from the word mariam comes from the hebrew word mara yeah the person who has tasted bitterness in their life that's what mariam means and where is she at the feet of jesus the one who took away all the bitterness from our life okay so 
she received the messengers. Let's move on to the next faith that took from the guttermost to the uttermost. Look at what it says in Joshua chapter 2. Now before they lay down, she came down up to them on the roof and said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you this land, that the terror of you has fallen on us and that all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you, your Lord, how the Lord, not your Lord, how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, Sihon and Og, or Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. The next thing we understand, she understood the judgments of God. The judgments of God. You see, it says in Isaiah, I forget, I think it's 55 or 59 or 57, I'm exactly, I don't know the exact chapter. It says, when your judgments are upon the earth, my God, people will learn righteousness. When your judgments are upon the earth, my God, people will learn righteousness. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. (laughs) Neither did there remain any more courage in any one of us, any one of anyone because of you, for the Lord, your God, He is God in heaven, above, and on earth, beneath. So, what does it tell me? See, see, they understood one thing. The word Rahab means two words, two renderings of the word Rahab. Rahab means broad, and the other root word comes from the root word which means proud. Broad, proud. Okay? The person who is proud and who is on the broad way. Exactly. Okay? It's interesting, no? In New York, the one of the streets is called Broadway. Okay? Broadway. Hmm? Okay? So, Broadway. The, the one who is proud and who is on the Broadway to destruction. And she says, you know what? If I am proud... Like Sihon, look at what it says in Deuteronomy chapter 2. And I sent messengers from the wilderness of Kedemoth to Sihon, king of Heshbon, with words of peace saying, let me pass through your land, I will keep strictly to the road, and I will turn neither to the right nor to the left. But what did what happened to this guy? This guy, but Sihon, king of Heshbon. Okay, king of Heshbon. Heshbon, by the way, means arguments. Sihon means warrior. Who is this fellow? Who's got a lot of counter arguments. He's a warrior in his mind. Counter arguments to the gospel. And that is the reason why, you know what? As much as I like apologetics, I don't think it only takes you to one level and leaves you there. Unless and until you have a power encounter with God, you will not be changed. That is the reason why the, 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 the disciples, when they were threatened by the Sanhedrin, you know, when they went back and they prayed, you know how they pray? They say, pray, they say, Lord, let mighty signs, wonders, and miracles, and healings take place even as we preach the word of God with boldness. Ask for that. In your life, Lord, take me to situations where people will have to have a power encounter with you. 
see how many arguments will you will you have against power display undi akada mundu mundu okay your arguments will not cut it how can you argue a fire which is coming down from heaven only one thing elijah said if god is god worship him if baal is god worship him and the people said nothing and you know what he says lord do this and turn the hearts of your people to your to yourself mhm now therefore i beg you she said swear to be my my god since i have shown you kindness that you also will show kindness to my father's house and give me a true token and spare my father my mother my brothers my sisters and all that they have and deliver our lives from death now look at this now she understood the judgments of god and what is she appealing to she appealed to the mercy of god now look at this now i'll show you a psalm where sihon og pharaoh egypt everything is mentioned look at how how that that entire chapter is breathtakingly unbelievable okay this i think you must be all be familiar with the psalm but let us look at it in this light psalm 136 to him who struck egypt in their first born ah for his mercy endures forever you know what our first born did not die their first born died because we just put our trust in the blood of the passover lamb we are recipients of god's mercy hallelujah nothing different even if an egyptian believed in the blood of the passover lamb he would have been saved mercy and brought out israel from among them the power of the world is broken in my life why mercy you know what the demoniac is delivered he seated at the cheese at the feet of jesus clothed in his right mind three things clothed in his right mind at the feet of jesus three and then he wants to follow jesus you know jesus says go back and tell your people what great compassion the lord had upon you is bad man that is the reason why sister was praying in the morning and she says lord your mercies are new every morning you know ask god to make you into a merciful man you know what when when you do when you become a merciful man you will never boast about the good things you have done when you start beginning to boast about the good things you have done that means you are not a recipient of the mercy of god pharisee said lord i thank you that i'm not like these people and the other man looked down and he said lord have mercy look at what it says with a strong hand and an outstretched arm in other words i was powerless i was in my sin i was an enemy of god i was a sinner yet christ died for me praise god for his mercy his mercy and yours forever to him put divided the red sea into two why did he divide the red sea into two we were caught between the devil and the deep sea now and there was no other way to go we would have been consumed by our enemies but his mercy made the made the red sea part 
We did not deserve. We were actually complaining and grumbling against Moses. We did not deserve the mercy of God. But God in his mercy divided the Red Sea for us. They went through baptism. What is it? The mercy of God. The mercy of God. You know, I liked what Brother Prem was singing today. You know, in Telugu songs, no? You have interludes. Right? You have the music. You know why do they have interludes? Of course, nowadays interludes have different connotations now. If that fellow has a violin, another fellow has a veena, if he does not give an opportunity to the violin or the veena, he will not come and play the violin or the veena. So we, you know, we make room, say, do, do, ting, 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 you do, ting, 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 you come together. But actually, actually, if you look at the Psalms, there are places called Selah, Selah, Selah. And every time you have a music, it says, upon Heginoth, on stringed instruments. You know what happens? They sing an entire stanza and they think. And what's happening over there? The music is playing. Contemplation. Contemplation. You look at many of the Eastern songs, there's a lot of repetition. You look at the old hymns, there's a repetition. And can it be that I should gain an interest in the Savior's blood? Died he for me who caused him pain? For me who, whom, to whom to death pursued amazing love. How can this be that thy, that, that, that thy God, my God should die for me? That my God should die. Amazing love. How can it be that thou, my God, should die for me? That's a refrain all the time. Refrain. You go back to the refrain. You go back to the refrain. You're thinking about it. You're thinking about it. You're thinking about it. Your mercy and yours forever. Your mercy and yours forever. Mercy and yours forever. It's a refrain. Let that be a refrain in your life. Let that be the song in your life. Every moment of your life. Your mercy, O oh Lord. Your mercy, O oh Lord. Your mercy. That I am breathing today. A mercy of Lord. A mercy of God. Mercy endures forever. Mercy endures forever. You made the Red Sea for us. You know why? Your mercy. You know why? We are still surviving today. That we have not been consumed. Oh, house of Israel. I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed in your sins. It's the mercy of God. Then let's go, let's move on, you know. Just don't think about this. And made Israel pass through the midst of it. And did not allow the Egyptians to pass through the midst of it. Why? His mercy. He has mercy upon whom he has mercy. And he will harden whom he has to harden. Thank God, I do not want to argue about it. I do not want to contemplate upon it. I just want to be a recipient of your mercy. And I want to extend mercy. Lord, your mercy endures forever. Your mercy endures forever. But overthrew Pharaoh and his army. Why? His mercy endures forever. To him who led his people through the wilderness. Why? His mercy endures forever. Refrain. To him who struck down. Look at this now. Great kings. His mercy endures forever. And slew famous kings because his mercy endures forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites, his mercy endures forever. Og, the king of Bashan, mercy endures forever. And therefore, Rehab comes and says, please, can you ask God to show me kindness just the way I showed kindness to you, please. I am abandoning myself upon the mercy of your God. And gave them their land for a heritage. His mercy endures forever. Let GDC be known as men and people, men and women of mercy and children of mercy. Children, listen. 
or you have all zeal and fire for God. But how you deal with those people who are weaker? His mercy. Think about it now. Think about the so many aspects of God in His name. Seven aspects of God. God who is... Can, uh, can you just look at that in Exodus chapter 34, please? Let's read it. No, I want to read that. I just like, love that verse. Exodus chapter 34. I'm going to read it in my Bible. Okay. Uh, boy, what a name he's got. Exodus chapter 34. And verse 5 and 6, if I'm right. I'm going to read it in the Bible. In the NIV version. The Lord came down in the cloud and stood there with him and proclaimed his name. This is 34 verses 5 and 6. And he proclaimed his name. And he passed in front of Moses proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, God, the Lord, God, compassionate, okay, gracious, slow to anger, abounding love, and in faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands of generations, forgiving wickedness and rebellion and sin, and finally, visiting the iniquity of the fathers. So look at it, disproportionately merciful. Think about it, no? Out of seven attributes of God, six are expressions of what? Mercy. One expression of judgment and wrath. About the many attributes of Vijay. <laughs> I'll tell you, you know, how I used to deal with my students, you know? They used to be terrorized only. If they played the fool in my class, gone. Okay? I will personally take your viva. That's it. Over. Okay? It doesn't matter what experiment you get. Experiment, experiment is by lots, by the way. How many of you are in engineering college? You know, you take by lots, no? And then lots. The experiment is by lots. They take a lots and they look at it. But who's the examiner? Vijay Takota. Okay. And one fellow was there in the class. His name, was, I used to, he used to always do Nautanki, you know. I used to call him Albert. And, and people used to ask me, what is Albert? He says, he thinks he's Einstein. He's only half. He's only, he's only Albert now. He has to be, yet to become Einstein. So, he irritated me in the class. And two other fellows irritated me in the class. I said, you, you and you. I'm going to personally take a viva. You wouldn't believe on the day of the experiment. That fellow was shaking in his like, fingers like this. No? His circuit board was like this, like this, like this, like this, like this. And I looked at it and said, okay. Dhamki <laughs> diya. No, I gave him dhamki, you know. Started shaking. God does not give dhamkis like that. So I'm just going to give him the charger. 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 Yeah. Okay. So dhamki. God does not give dhamki. Slow to anger, gracious, patient, loving, abounding his steadfast love and faithfulness, show, forgiving iniquity and sin and etc. and transgression, but never letting the guilty go unpunished. That is seven attributes of God, six expressions of mercy, seventh expression of... Now think about it, what are the odds? You know what? She knew the name of God, my dear brothers. Thank you. My other laptop is under service, so please excuse. 
Okay. Appeal to the mercy. Seven attributes of God. Six out of seven. Percentage. Enta? 85% mercy, 15% wrath. Kya God hai? Too much. Too much. What about us? My wife is laughing. So whenever she laughs, you know what I'm talking about, right? And she says, why are you so tough on the children? What is this grade? I said, uh, satisfactory. Satisfactory? In our school, you should only give good and excellent. I said, you have strange ways to celebrate mediocrity. <laughs> I know, when we, when we were kids, no? One line I used to go out of order. I like that. In me, when I'm also teaching, I do not want one line out of order. Tutika, am I right? <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> yes, sir, you are right. <laughs> one line out of order. But God is not like that, no? I mean, He wants perfection and completion. Don't dis, don't uh, misunderstand me. No, 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 no. He's a God who says, be perfect as your Father in Heaven is perfect. But you know what? How He drives us towards that? Through His mercy and not through His judgment. We love Him because He first loved us. How does He win us over? Through love and compassion. Ultimately, where do we abandon ourselves? Upon the mercy of God. How many of you, when you pray, Lord, have mercy? How many of you say that? Lord, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Not even once mercy is there. How does Psalm 51 says? Start. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. <laughs> That's how it starts. It starts like that, though. No? I mean, he's, he comes and says, Lord, have mercy. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. Joshua, chapter 2, verse 14. So the men answered, Our lives for yours. If none of you tell this business of ours, and it shall be when the Lord has given us this land that we will deal what? Look at this. Interesting, okay? Interesting. Kindly and ah. We just want kindness without truth. Not going to happen, Baba. If we confess our sins, he is. Again. Adi, faithful and just. You see, both are there. We will be kindly and truly. Okay. So when we when Jesus comes back to us, <laughs> he is going to deal with us based upon truth. Truth? Truth? Understand that. Okay, let's move on. And then goes on. So the men said to her, We will be blameless of this oath of yours, which you have made us swear. Unless when we come into the land, you bind this line of scarlet cord in the window, that is a red cord, through which you let us down, and unless you bring your father, your mother, your brothers, and your father's household to your will be what? Not guilty of your blood. 
keep that in mind then goes on so it shall be that whoever goes outside the doors of your house into the streets his blood shall be upon his own head and we will be guiltless warning you want to escape the judgment of god stay under the covering of the blood of jesus and the teaching that i have provided for you don't go away stay under the full counsel of god everybody say full counsel of god that's what i wrote stay under the whole counsel of god that scarlet thread is as a symbol of the blood bought saint of christ rehab you are saying that you put your trust in the blood you do not put in the, put your trust in your righteousness because you don't have any righteousness you are openly accepting it because you all that you can bring to the table is your sin not your righteousness but now if you want to escape stay under the whole counsel of god while i am absent from this place i'm going back let me tell you something i told you i told you several times i think <clears throat> the bible says familiarity breeds i mean don't become too familiar with your neighbor it's in the book of proverbs okay don't keep on going to your neighbor's house okay go and keep on going to your neighbor's house otherwise he will start hating you and cursing you who said that not solomon the holy spirit through solomon said it so therefore who said it god said it no when god left adam and eve in the garden of eden when god left adam and eve in the garden of eden okay he fellowshiped with them in the cool of the day for long hours god left adam and eve now the only way you are going to behave is i gave you my word what is my word thou shalt not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil the way you are going to respect my ostensible absence is how you respond to the word i spoke to you now if you stay under the covering of the word of god you will not be sent out of paradise or the garden of eden but the day that you sin you shall what no 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 surely die understand that the problem is many of us want this forgiveness but the problem is many of us don't want to stay under the teaching thank god that you accepted a harlot like me but lord i do not want to be a harlot how many of you want to do that? want to uh, i want to get the teaching which makes me from a harlot into a virgin is going to purify me that's the reason why you have to listen to the second word of jesus jesus said do you want to be made whole Ah, oh, they are saying this and that and this and that. He's making all the all kinds of complaints. Pick up your mat and walk. Then he finds him in his temple. What is the second word? Go and sin no more. How will you not sin anymore? You shall know the truth. Go under the teaching of the word of God, where you receive the truth. And even as you receive the word of truth, word of truth, the doctrine of the word of God, surrender yourself to the doctrine. And even as you surrender yourself to the doctrine, what is it going to do? It's going to progressively free you from the power of sin okay look at what it says in the book of acts chapter 20 and indeed now i know that you all that you all among whom i have gone preaching the kingdom of god will see my face no more therefore i testify to you this day that i am innocent of the blood why 
for I have not shunned to declare to you the what? The whole counsel of God. The good, the bad and the ugly. I have given you everything. Now you want protection to continue in your life? And you want to be under the blood? I am going to stay right under the blood. Stay under the teaching. Okay? You cannot plead the blood unless you are under the teaching. <laughs> Where the devil can do me no harm? But where is the teaching, my dear brothers and sisters? You know what it says? When you were servants of sin, you gave your instruments of your body to instruments of un- as instruments of uncleanness. But thanks be to God. What has happened now? Now you obeyed from your heart that form of doctrine to whom you have submitted yourself to and having been set free from sin, you have been made what? Slaves of righteousness. And thanks be to God for that. You know what he's saying? Stay under the teaching. Stay under the blood. If you want to continue in the protection that I promised. Stay under the blood. Stay under the teaching. There are two cleansing agents that God uses. The blood and the word. The blood and the word. The blood cleanses us and the word sanctifies us. The blood cleanses us and the word sanctifies us. The mercy and the grace of God. The blood signifies mercy. And the word of God signifies, even as you receive the word of God by faith, it empowers you to overcome every situation and sin and the world. And the powers and the lusts and the lusts of your flesh and the powers and the influences of the world in your life. Stay under teaching. Okay, that is the reason why he tells to Ezekiel, Ezekiel, I have made you a watchman. If you see the judgment coming and you do not warn your people and if they perish because of the judgment, they might perish in their sin, but your blood, their blood, I will require from your hand. And they are saying, we will be innocent of this blood if you don't stay under the warnings that we have given you. Stay. Stay. Where should you stay there for? Stay with the body of Christ where there is teaching. (laughs) Settle down, my dear brothers. How long will you be loitering here and there? Settle down. So, what does he say? Therefore, take heed to yourself and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God which he purchased with his own blood. Purchased you with his blood. Do not become servants of men. He purchased you with his blood. And do not become slaves of the lusts of men. How are you supposed to behave? Not like mere men. But men who have been bought by the blood of Jesus as a new man. You are now a part of a new race. The second man. The last Adam in, with all his curses. With all his sin has been put to death in Jesus Christ. What has risen, risen from the dead is a son of man. Man with the resurrection power. And God has given you that resurrection power. Reign over sin. Reign over life. But how do you do that? When you come under the teaching under the teaching of the word of God, which cleanses you and empowers you and equips you. That is the reason why all scripture is given by the word, the inspiration of God. It is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, so that a man of God is complete and thoroughly equipped for every good work. Do you understand? The whole counsel of God. The whole counsel of God. We need the whole counsel of God. 
we need the prophetic correction. We need the apostolic foundation. We need the encouraging words for people who encourage us. We need each other so that we can impart faith to one another. There is a body. God has placed the body. God has given teaching. Come under the teaching. Come under protection. You'll be safe. You'll be safe. Don't loiter. Don't become aimless. Don't become a wanderer like Cain. It's very interesting. Cain went away from the presence of God, it says. Cain went away from the presence of God and it says, and he settled in Nord. Where did he settle? You know what Nord means? Place of wanderings. Where did you settle? In wanderings. You have settled in your wanderings. Mm -hmm. So what happens? Does she obey? Oh yeah, absolutely. And when judgment comes? I love this. But Joshua had said to the two men who had spied out the country, go into the harlot's house. And from there, bring out the woman. And all she has, as you swore to her. And the young men, I think one of them was Salman. Okay, who fell in love with Rahab. Okay, I believe so. Okay, Salman. Salman is of the tribe of Judah, by the way. He's one of the princes, prince of the tribe of Judah. It's not mentioned, but I believe. Just my intuition, okay. And the young men who had been spies went in and brought, brought out Rahab, her father, her mother, her brothers, and all that she had. Kya baat hai, no? I mean, in the limited time that she has, she has, paid, she has saved the entire household. It's very interesting. Esther, for such a time as this, you were put in the palace. She got the news. She got the message. Go and tell my uncle. Me and my... Ah! Handmaidens will fast. Are Baba, you went into the palace and within no time you had so many people who are already converted. Already converted. Who are fasting and praying with you. Ah! Ah! By induction. How, many, how long have you been with uh, Jesus Christ? How many people <laughs> have you influenced? That's what Derek Prince says, you know. He says, the greatest weapon that God has given us for, for, for reaching out the gospel is the power of personal witness. Personal witness. Within no time, madam, you have been in the palace for six months, seven months, you already have a handmaids with you who are going to fast and pray with you? They teach us lessons. People in the new covenant. So they brought out all her relatives. And what happened? And left them where? Outside the camp. Still not in, okay. Then what happened? And Joshua spared Rahab, the harlot, her father's household. And all that she had. So, she dwells where now? Oh, she was outside the camp. Now she's come inside the camp. Why? Because she hid the messengers whom Joshua sent to spy. How did that happen? The person who is outside the camp, how did she become inside the camp? You want to know the answer? Matthew chapter 5. 
verse 5. Verse one, chapter 1, verse 1. And Salmon begot Boaz. Actually, it's not Booz, it's Boaz, okay? Sorry, it's a typo. <laughs> Somebody said, no, how was Boaz before he got married? He was ruthless, okay? And Salmon begat Boaz of Rehab. What is not there? What is not there? Yeah, the harlot is not there, Baba. <laughs> the harlot is gone. Ushkaki. Gone. You know what the word Salmon means? Garment. Now what has happened? She had been clothed with the garment and the righteousness of Jesus and she becomes a part of the Jews who are circumcised in the heart. That is the reason why the hymn writer says, Oh, when he comes with trumpet sound, may I then in him be found, clothed in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. What has happened to her? From the guttermost or to the uttermost? From the guttermost to the uttermost. How many of us this morning believe are in the gutter? You can stand. <laughs> okay. You see, any qualifications, what qualifications she has, we can also have. Can't we? Even a harlot can have. Why can't we? We don't have an excuse. We have had preaching and teaching and exhortation and correction for such a long time. So this morning, we are all here in the presence of God, no? God is not a respecter of persons. I don't know what situation we might be going through. Everybody has their own trial and situation and 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 maybe we should sing that song, no? Let's sing that song, maybe. On, uh, and on Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Abel, can, can you come? Yesterday, Sammy made a powerful statement. It's Sammy's statement, okay? If you get upset with me, get upset with Sammy. He said, you know what? You're not truly saved unless until you love him, he said. I said, Sammy, you struck a chord in my heart, bro. You're telling you something, no? You know what? The beauty of hymns, the beauty of hymns is this. The music is just a channel to get the words out. And after the words are out, you can forget the music. And many of the hymns, I don't even remember the words, uh, the, the tune, I remember the words. Because they are so powerful. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All My hope is built on nothing less but Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust my sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other, maybe on, on G, bro. I think it's on G. Hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on on Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand.
ground is sinking sand When darkness wails his lovely face I'll rest on his unchanging grace Every high and stormy way My anchor holds within the whale On Christ the solid rock I stand All other ground is sinking sand All other ground is sinking sand His hope is covered and his blood Support me in the whelming flood And all around my hope is way Believe then in all my hope and stay On Christ the solid rock I stand All other ground is sinking sand All other ground is sinking sand Yes, Lord, this morning Lord, we heard the gospel once again And it is sweet to our ears, O Lord We don't have any other hope but you. Not our righteousness, not our good works, for we are all harlots, Lord. Because we have trafficked with what you have given to us, with idols, O oh Lord, which don't profit. We went after things which don't satisfy us. We went after fame. We went out of relationships. We went after money. We went after bad and evil habits. Hoping to drown our sorrows through the numbness of the drug. But Lord, when we came back to our senses, we couldn't still escape the situation that we were in. We were as hopeless as before. With all our education, we are still hopeless. With all our relationships, we are still hopeless. With all our giftings and talents, we are still hopeless. Nothing can cut it, O Lord. And therefore we come like Rahab and we abandon ourselves at your mercy. Lord, yes, your God is a God who is just The wrath of God is upon all who suppress the truth in unrighteousness but your God is also a God of mercy. And just the way he had mercy upon you and he rescued and he rescued you out of Egypt and appealed to your God and his mercy because I know that his mercy endures forever. But this morning we come once again and we abandon ourselves at your mercy. Lord, you said in your word, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Lord, you said in your word, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. The life of sin is gone. 
have just not been reckoned righteous. Because I've been born again by the incorruptible seed of the word of God, I've been made righteous. And even as I water that seed of the word of God, by the word of God, by coming under teaching, I pray, Lord, that I would continue to grow in your righteousness. And I will be an expression of your mercy on this earth. People will see me. They will fear God. But they will say, can your God have compassion on us, on us just the way he had compassion on you? And we will say, yes. God is not a respecter of persons. The wildest offender who truly believes that moment from Jesus, a pardon receives. This morning, come. We've still got two months ahead of us. And the promise still stands. Because he said in his, in, your, in, a, in his word, even though we are unfaithful, he will still remain faithful because he cannot deny himself. He is a God who does not change, my dear brothers. He is a God who wept for our wasted years. He is a God who paid for our wickedness. He is a God who died in our place. He is a God who said, you know what? I am Emmanuel. Not only Jesus, the God who died for your sins, but Emmanuel. God with you who is going to empower you to overcome sin and every power of darkness who will stand in the face of the powers of darkness and declare the testimony of Jesus for it says in Revelation chapter 12 verse 11 they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they do not love their lives even unto death and I pray father this morning all fear will be gone because your word says those who are righteous they are bold as a lion the wicked flee when no man is pursuing but when we are clothed by the righteousness of Jesus we have boldness boldness not because of anything that we are it is because of what we are in you and I pray father that you would bring back your people this morning that you would restore our relationship back to you all the things that we have lost this year that you would restore us the opportunities that we lost to witness that you will restore the time that we may have lost because of because of foolish spending oh lord i pray that you would lord grant us a speed to recover lost time so that we can bring back all those opportunities that we lost because lord we know that we are that we serve a god who's merciful whose mercy endures forever oh give thanks to the lord for he is good and his mercy and yours forever. This morning, O oh Lord, we pray, I pray, Lord, that all of us, your people, will come back to that covenant, will abandon ourselves to your mercy, will fear God and fear man, will be willing to take the risk of joining themselves with the blood-bought saints of God. And to stay back with a temporary world which is already under judgment. Oh Lord, grant us that faith this morning. You are able to impart to us, oh Lord. Nothing is too difficult for you. Impart us that faith this morning. Thank you, Father, for this day. Oh Lord, I worship you. Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Father, that you have given us the opportunity to even speak your word. We are unworthy. I am unworthy. But Lord, you are worthy. 
And Lord, let us continue to boast about the God who's worthy. Let us decrease and you increase in our lives. I commit each one of us into your hands, O Lord. Let us go out of this place encouraged and empowered, full of faith, knowing the Lord who converted a person's situation from the gutter and made her into a princess through whom even the Messiah would come. Lord, nothing is too difficult for thee, O Lord. I pray, Father, that Lord, that we will not shorten your hand in our lives because of our unbelief. Lord, let faith arise in our hearts. Let us continue to go out and proclaim your victory in our lives. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. We praise you, Lord. We worship you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And all God's children said, Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with each one of us. And all God's children said, Amen. Lord, encouraged and empowered. May the Lord richly bless you. Hallelujah.